You know, sometimes the most obvious things are right in front of you and you really can't notice it or put it together. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury for National Preview Online. Welcome to another National Preview Online podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast if you have not already done so in the iTunes App Store at NP Online. Or if you are an Android user, please feel free to go to the Google Play Store, download the Podbean app. It is a podcast hosting service during which, um, or with which most of us in the podcasting business host our podcast. It's free to subscribe. You can get it there. But eventually we hope to get the show uh, in the Google Play Store directly as a podcast that you can subscribe to with your podcast aggregator app or your native uh, Google app. Also, subscribe to our Facebook page at National Preview Online. Um, it's facebook.com forward slash National Preview Online. Well, there's a lot of things to talk about. The big thing I want to talk about today, which I'm going to save to last because I don't want people running off too quick, is I have finally figured out what's going on here with the polls. Now, I know a lot of people thought the polls uh, don't accurately reflect the popular opinion about who's going to win, and that's been talked about before on this show and others, how the polls have been skewed. And I know people... Uh, have been talking about potential voter fraud fraud through the mail-in voting. Uh, But it wasn't until the other night that it just popped into my head what the nexus was between the polling and the mail-in voter fraud. And we're going to get to that a little later on. For the time being, I just want to remind everyone that tonight is the town hall debate between former Vice President Joe Biden and the people's champion Donald Trump. Uh, We don't know what is going to happen with this debate um, compared to what happened with the last debate. This is a different format. It's a town hall format. And uh, I always question these town hall formats because they're supposedly filled with people who are undecided or the questions are supposed to be evenly divided and the attendees are evenly divided, um, uh, Democrats, Republicans, or conservatives, liberals. That never winds up being the case. Those who are represented as being undecided are, in fact, not undecided. Um, And the the, the audience is skewed and the questions are skewed. You know, one of the big problems with these debates, and it was mentioned on a couple of other shows, and it should be worthy of mentioning here, is that the questions themselves, the areas that are questioned, always seem to favor the Democratic candidate. They talk about issues that are important to them, issues which they think Republicans are vulnerable on. Oh, Mr. Vice President, how would you approach climate change differently than President Trump? Or, President Trump, uh, You've said that black lives matter or racist. Will you denounce white racism too? You never hear them talk about, Vice President Biden, are you going to protect Americans' Second Amendment God-given rights? Never going to hear that. Vice President Biden, are you going to put a stop to this rioting by Antifa and Black Lives Matter, these other domestic groups? Because, you know, it's nice to get the president... Uh, President Trump to denounce white supremacists, but uh, last, last time I checked, it wasn't these white supremacists or Ku Klux Klan members who were running around doing all this violence. It was, by and large, Antifa and BLM demonstrators. You never hear that. So the questions that are submitted 
are designed to portray the president in the worst light possible and give sort of softball answer opportunities, softball questions to Vice President Biden. So when you judge the performance of both President uh, Trump and Vice President Biden tonight in the debate, try and use that as a sort of a backdrop with which you can judge it. Make sure you do that. That's very, very important. The other thing that's on the agenda is the confirmation of Judge Amy Coney Barrett. Now, is this woman been spectacular or not? She has sat there so far. This is through four days of questioning. And she has shown up without a single note in front of her. This woman doesn't need a poll. She doesn't need a notepad to tell her how she thinks, what she thinks, and how to answer a question. Because she's answering truthfully and honestly from the heart. You can't say she's reading a prepared script. They actually asked her to hold up the notepad that was in front of her. And it wasn't her notepad. It was simply a blank notepad provided by the United States Senate. Because the only thing written on it was the letterhead United States Senate. Which I believe she said she was going to keep as a souvenir. Uh, I think that barring some 11th hour dramatics... They're, they're going to have no choice but to confirm her. She's definitely getting out of committee, and she's going to get a floor vote. To me, there was a lot of chicanery going on. There was some contemptible things. But I think perhaps the most contemptible questioning, though the most contemptible line of questioning, came from Senator Hirono from Hawaii, asking Judge Barrett if she's ever been accused of sexual harassment, has she ever settled a case? I mean, some of the most ridiculous things. I don't even know why you would ask a question like that unless you had lined up some person that you've paid to lie to say, oh, I was harassed sexually by Amy Coney Barrett, and uh, she did settle out of court with me uh, for some of them. That's the only thing I can fathom. I don't know why you would even ask that question. It seems to me to be a non sequitur, unless you're just trying to put a stain. Um, but what kind of stain with this question absent any allegation? So we'll have to see. But I believe um, she will pass the committee vote, and I believe she will pass on the floor of the Senate. So now, let's get to this main juicy issue that I want to cover. Now, in 2016, we all know that the polls were incredibly wrong. And that's something that's very unusual because pollsters generally like to get the polls right. It may, it may start out showing a big gap, but as you get closer and closer to Election Day, the polls start getting more real. They start more truthfully reporting the results. They start sampling a true sample of Americans and not a skewed sample that favors Democrats. Now, why do they do this? Because if their polls are consistently inaccurate, nobody's going to use them and nobody's going to rely on them. So they have to get more accurate as it goes on. Now, in 2016, there's still a big question about whether they were all in for Hillary Clinton, so they elected not to do that, or their polling was just inaccurate because there were so many hidden Trump voters, people who were so fed up with Washington that they knew they were going to vote for Trump and they simply weren't going to tell anyone, regardless of who the pollster was. They weren't even going to tell their friends and their neighbors. 
Yet there was a woman uh, whose name escapes me at the moment. She was a journalist. She said early on in the election that she wanted to go out and find out who these Trump voters were. I mean, who are these people that are supporting Trump? Because all through the primaries, Trump kept rolling over everyone and just continuing to grow. And every time they said he was finished, he just went higher and higher in the polls. And that's when I knew he would win. He had all the enthusiasm on his side. And one of the men who predicted his victory said, that's what I use. I use who has the enthusiasm on their side in the primary. Hillary Clinton didn't have much of any. Donald Trump had it all, and he's got it now in the general. So now Biden won the primary, not much enthusiasm at all. He still doesn't have any, but they try and tell you he's leading in the polls. So this woman, this journalist, she went out into Pennsylvania, which was a battleground state, a state that was pivotal in Trump's victory. In fact, because of Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, three states that they said he would never win, uh, he didn't need, it turns out, the much-touted state of Florida, which they said was absolutely indispensable to his victory. Uh, it turns out, in that scenario in 2016, he could have actually lost Florida and still prevailed. So she went out, and outside of certain areas of Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania, she saw nothing but Trump signs wherever she went. It was as red as it could be. And she went on record saying, I'm telling you, Trump is winning Pennsylvania. There's no question about it. And he did. He did. He won it. So if it was simply inaccurate polling, fine. If it was because they were skewing the polls, to try and make you think that Hillary Clinton was going to win and dispirit you beneath contempt. But if that's the case, they're outed. So why are they doing it all over again? Because I cannot for the life of me believe that, that Donald Trump is behind and Joe Biden is ahead. I cannot for the life of me believe that people who were forgotten in states like Wisconsin, working class people. In fact, Bill Clinton was the one who said, you're making a mistake. You're forgetting about these working class white people who live in places like Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, which is uh, affectionately referred to as the Rust Belt. Um, these are the people you have to get to. You just can't forget them or you're going to lose. And nobody listened to him. Now, Bill Clinton is a sociopath. I think Bill Clinton is a thief. But Bill Clinton was a very shrewd politician, a very, very bright man and is very knowledgeable about electoral politics. When he made that observation, he was 100% correct. And like I always say, even a broken clock can be right twice a day. But he's not a broken clock when it comes to political observations. He's very, very much on the money. And he knew it. He knew it. These people had been forgotten. You had Obama going to these states at these rallies, and these town halls, and telling people your jobs aren't coming back. You're going to have to learn to do something else. You got Biden saying, yeah, hey, you got to learn to program. You got to learn to program. You can't tell me that these people who, in desperation, took a chance on Donald Trump, who had no electoral record at the time, and whose lives have been restored, whose economies have been restored, with jobs returning solely due to the action of President Trump. You can't tell me that four years later, they're going to vote for the other half of the team that put them in that unenviable position in the first place and screw them over, Joe Biden. I'm just not buying it. Now, maybe he loses one of those states, Trump, but losing all three, I can't see it. 
He's got to win Wisconsin. And he's got to win Florida. Florida, he's got to win because they're having all kinds of rallies down in South Florida. They had to drag the Interstate for Trump rally 2,500 cars. They tried to do a drag the Interstate Trump rally for Biden in Nevada. They got 30 people. So I believe he's going to win. So why the polls? Why the polls? Who are they talking to? Well, they are skewing the polls. They're, they're targeting voter demographics disproportionately than what they actually represent in the general election in order to show that Biden has this commanding lead. But if you look deep into the internals, there's truth slipping in. When they ask people, aside from your biases, are you better off today than you were four years ago? People are answering overwhelmingly, yes. Despite the COVID-19 pandemic, we still feel we're better off today than we were four years ago. This is no question. That's what they're saying. Now, let's take it a step further. They're asking people, despite your personal biases, putting them aside as best you can, and regardless of who you actually, who you actually support in the election, who do you think is going to win in November? And 56% to 42% say Trump. And Zogby gives Trump a 51% approval rating. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for those of you on the Biden side, when you have an incumbent president with a 51% approval rating, when you have a stock market, a Dow Jones, that's beginning to go through the roof, when you have segments of the economy roaring back, except in places that are run by Democrats, like New York, New Jersey, California, Michigan, Pennsylvania, where they refuse to open up and they want to continue to quasi-lockdown or restrict restaurants. And the people know that. They recognize that. They see that it's not the president's fault. And you have 56% of the people saying they believe that their neighbors are going to be voting for Trump, that they're going to win, uh, and that um, they think they're better off now than they were four years ago. Incumbents with those kind of polling question responses generally don't lose. But yet the numbers continue to show that Biden's ahead. And everybody is concerned about this mail-in voting. And that's when it all clicked. I knew that there's potential fraud to mail-in voting. As we've said before, even Jimmy Carter said we shouldn't go down this road. Absentee ballots are fine because they're requested by real people at a specific address. But just sending out Mass ballots to voter rolls that you know are inaccurate is just a recipe for disaster. So now it clicked. They are going to attempt massive fraud, ladies and gentlemen. And it's these polls, these fake polls, that they're going to rely on to force those fake ballots down your throat. Put it another way. What would happen if these polling agencies published the real poll numbers? that show the race either a dead heat or with Trump with a, with a real lead. Maybe not 10 or 12 points, but they show Trump with a solid five-point or six-point lead, let's just say. And on Election Eve, since 49% of the Republicans say they're going to vote on Election Day, as opposed to 29% of Democrats who say they're mailing it in, at the conclusion of Election Day when the polls close, Trump is going to appear to have a huge lead. And now all of a sudden, all these mail-in votes come in over the next week or so, two weeks. 
and they eclipse the margins of victory for Trump in many of these states, and they say that the election goes to Biden, you'd have a riot on your hands. People would scream fraud. They'd scream foul. But what if you can convince the public through false polls that Biden's actually ahead, and you tell them that most of the Democrats are voting by mail? If then Trump has a commanding victory on election eve, and all of a sudden these massive amounts of fake ballots come in, giving Biden the election, people might be predisposed simply to say, well, they did say he was 11 points ahead. I just guess it took a little while for all the mail-in ballots to be counted. That is exactly what this is about. Make no mistake about it. They are going to stick with these fake polls right up until election day. You're not going to see the traditional closing down of the numbers. You're not going to see the numbers getting close because they don't want them to get close. They want you believing right up until election day that Biden is ahead and they're going to use these fake manufactured votes to substantiate that. That's why it is absolutely imperative that you get out in mass, mass, and vote for President Trump. Grab everyone you know, give them a lift to the polls, make sure you vote for the president. And vote the whole damn ticket down the line because what they're going to do with the presidential election with these fake votes, they're going to attempt to do with every congressional election. They're going to attempt to take the House back, uh, keep the House rather, and take the Senate back. And if they do that, and if by some miracle the president manages to, to survive and be reelected, they're going to force an impeachment. They're going to say we don't need 60 votes, although that they can't do because the, the Constitution does require two-thirds. But they're going to do their best to get rid of him. If they control the House, they're going to continue with these crazy House me, uh, panel hearings. They're going to have impeachment after impeachment, and they're going to send it up, and they're going to try and stall every bit of his legislative agenda. That's what's going to happen. We need the president to be reelected. We need Amy Comey Barrett confirmed on the Supreme Court to act as a bulwark against these future lunatics from the left. We need President Trump to get four more years to finish the job he started of draining the swamp, to confirm additional judges, to take that federal judiciary and put it on the straight and narrow so we can root out these phonies, these frauds, and these criminals who masquerade as politicians in the halls of Congress. But make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen, that is exactly the critical nexus here between these fraudulent polls and voter fraud. That's it. It's no more complicated than that. They need these fraudulent polls to make the mail-in voter fraud seem like something other than fraud. That's exactly all it is. And you've got to get this word out. If you've never shared one of my podcasts before, make damn sure you share this one. Send it to everyone you know, because I've heard people on mainstream media. I've heard people in talk radio talk about voter fraud. I've heard people talk about the election polls and how they're being skewed deliberately, but I have not heard anyone specifically come out and spell out what I've just spelled out for you today. And this is of critical importance that people get this information. So please pass this information on to every single person that you know in this country. And if we do that, 
we do have a chance to save this republic and keep it as our founding fathers who died, many of them giving us this freedom, as our veterans in the Civil War died, giving us this freedom, as our veterans in World War I desired to preserve our freedom, and World War II died to preserve our freedom, and every other war since. Don't betray, betray them by turning your back on them and ignoring this. Vote Trump. Vote big. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury.